Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. It's a really good reminder both to myself and to anyone who is looking to create those connections with your community that, you know, people aren't buying your goods or your services. I would add, you know, they're buying a solution to a problem, but they're also buying connection. You know, they can buy something from anywhere. So the reason they're going to buy it from you is they have that connection with you. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello everyone, welcome to Imprint. Today I want to continue my series of talking about ways to help you 
build a thriving creative business. So if you are an interior designer, if you've got an Airbnb, if you've got a product business or you want to start any of these, then I think you're going to find this episode really helpful because it's a topic that came up quite a lot. It was There were lots of people saying, ah, this is what I need to do when I recently ran Design and Grow as a free course that is now um, evolved into a group coaching program and uh, it's kicked underway and I've been absolutely blown away by the response to that. It's been amazing to connect with so many people around the world who are on similar journeys and really loving that. So um, for those of you who are in there, hello, and I'm really looking forward and continuing to have that conversation with you within that space. But if you haven't joined, that is all good. Um, I still want to share some of the biggest lessons that I've learned. And whether you're in the program or not, I think you're going to find this um, episode really valuable. So I'm curious where you are right now, because when I ran the course um, and we talked about it in the chat, there were quite a few people who didn't have an email list and they were saying, well, if I'm an interior designer, do I really need one? And then there were some people who said um, that they had one, but they don't really do anything with it. And maybe for you, you know, you only really ever share when you're kind of suddenly like, oh, I need to get more bookings or um, I'm just about to release this product. I better send something out. And so you're only connecting with people on your email list when you've kind of got that essential necessity, which is not really the best strategy. And we're going to get into that today. Or maybe you just really struggle to know what on earth am I going to share on this email list? And it was honestly, it was amazing within that class. Everyone was getting so excited with ideas about, you know, what they could do, how they could do this in a way that felt really exciting and inspiring for them. So why do you need an email list? And do you actually need one? I would definitely say that you should get one. One of the biggest reasons, and this is one of my experiences just this past year, is that you do not want to rely on Instagram as your only way to connect and communicate with your audience and potential clients and customers. And the reason I say that is because my account was hacked earlier in the year. It was in about March. It took well over a month to get it back. And I still have issues on the back end in relation to that. So if that happens and when you have that happen to you, you get so many people reach out saying this happened to me too, or I still get people DMing me saying, you know, what can I do? And if you are listening to this and you know, you know, someone I actually created a journal post about what to do. So you can just go to my notebook and you will find the information there. So I just share that because I thought I was getting so many questions from other people. So I thought I'm just going to write out the entire process of what I did to get it back. And if anyone needs to access that, they can go to my website and share it with anyone they want. So it is a very real reality that you can get hacked you can lose your account and then you're going to have to start all over again. One of the biggest blessings for me was that I had a healthy and thriving email list so I could still connect 
with people who were interested in my products and services and, you know, just people who are, um, you know, have that connection with me, that kind of audience connection. And also this podcast, if I didn't have those two avenues, I would have been pulling my hair out. And, um, I think that it actually took a lot of the stress out of it because I knew that I wasn't solely reliant on Instagram. Of course, nobody wants to start from scratch. Um, although I did kind of think, you know, maybe this is actually a really great opportunity to kind of create it exactly the way that I want to do it. And, um, so, you know, everything is always the way that you think about it. But, um, I do think that if you have a product or service that you are wanting to get clients or customers, you should really get an email list. And also the algorithm is always changing. We all know this. We can't be certain of what, you know, Meta, who owns Instagram, what they're going to do next, what kind of features that they're going to be pushing. And so really we are, you know, playing in their playground. We're playing on their terms. And so it can sometimes be hard to know, you know, like, oh, right. Okay. Now we're all supposed to be doing this thing. And, um, and so I think that it's a really good and important to have some kind of space where you can connect with other people in a really meaningful way, foster those connections. And, um, really, you know, you've got this space that you own, you've got access to, and, um, you can have more control over how much you can connect with people. Which brings me to the third point about this, which is only one to 3% of people see your posts on Instagram. And I know that so many of you, um, you know, you spend, we all do, you know, we all spend a huge amount of time and effort thinking about what we're going to post, thinking about what we're going to write Uh, wanting to make sure that it's like really valuable and helpful and meaningful and looks beautiful and all of the things. And yet only one to 3% of the people who follow you are actually going to see that post. And that's probably on a good day. So, you know, if you're putting all this time and effort into creating content, you really want to get it out to people who are interested in what you do. The second reason I would suggest that you should really consider an email list or really re-engaging that email list if you've kind of let it um, lie in the doldrums and it's kind of a little bit neglected is that it is such a great way to create connection with those who are interested in what you do. I mean, this is really how you build up that low, sorry, like, know, and trust factor. And, um, you know, this is how people can know if you are the right person for them, if they, if you are someone that they're interested to get to know more. So that no factor is really about creating awareness with your audience so that they um, have a more of a sense of who you are and what you do and what you stand for. Because it can, depending on what your Instagram account is, it can be very hard for people to kind of really know. So what actually do you do? (laughs) You know, like what kind of projects do you work on? It's not always clear. And then that like factor really comes down to, you know, the, you know, the, the authenticity piece, like, are you the same people? Do you have the same kind of values? And, um, you know, it's like the analogy of you can walk into, you know, a cocktail party or some kind of event. It might be at the school and you're kind of chatting to, to different parents and 
you, you know, when you first meet them, that's sort of when you get to know them and you're sort of creating that awareness of like, ah, oh, so you do this or you live there or um, you, you know, these are your children and, and those sort of things. And as the conversation progresses, you start to think like, do I like this person? Do I want to keep chatting to this person? Or, or is it time to sort of say, well, lovely to meet you and it's time to move on. And then the third factor, that trust factor is really built when you create consistency. And it doesn't matter if you are posting on Instagram or you do have an email list. If you want people to trust you, you need to be consistent with what you do. I know for me that there are some people that I followed in the past. Um, I remember there was this one particular business coach that I was following and, you know, she was talking all about these ideas of like being consistent on her podcast. And I then joined her email list and then she just dropped off the face of the earth. And I thought, well, you're not actually being consistent. So, you know, if you're going to walk the walk, you've got to talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk. So um, I really lost trust in her because she wasn't consistent with the way that she showed up on her email. So I do think that there is a lot to be said about um, building up that trust with people. And it's like if you go to a shop or a restaurant and, or, you know, they're really inconsistent. We've had that with some local businesses around here. You know, they would open certain hours and then you'd go there and then it's, oh no, close today. And you think, oh, you know, so like you don't go back that second time. You've lost that trust because they haven't been consistent with their opening hours or, you know, when they've shown up and, you know, those kind of things. So it's really important that you have that consistency with your, the way that you show up for your product or service. If you want people to trust you that you're going to take on their project and they can trust that you got, that you're going to show up for them. And, um, also one of the really, really powerful elements of having an email list is that it is one of the best ways to progress people along a customer journey with you. So as they build up that awareness, as they start to, you know, get that like factor where they think, yeah, like I really gel with this person. This person really feels like they're right for me. And then they start to build that trust because you have been consistent. Then when it comes time for you to sort of say, I've actually opened up my calendar for some new clients for the next year. Or, you know, we are now, um, you know, we're putting this product on pre-order or we're selling this new product, whatever it is, then you are more likely to convert people via your email than via um, some sort of app such as Instagram. Because what happens, even though Instagram is trying to make it easier and easier, um, you know, there are still more hoops that people have to jump through to do that. And generally, People on your email list are much more engaged than people on your Instagram. You know, it's like people who choose to follow you. It's like, oh yeah, you know, we're all, we're all kind of going to the same party, but somebody who, um, you know, who actually commits to your email list, it's like, oh no, we actually want to be friends. And then they're more likely to say, yeah, actually let, let's meet up again. So, um, there is so much power in having an email list to convert people who are interested in what you do to really taking that next step on the customer journey with you and, you know, potentially becoming some of your most loyal and, um, you know, longtime customers. Like it's, it's, it really is like that reciprocal relationship that they actually love what you do, love what you create 
and um and you love you know creating that for them so it is it is so much more effective than on Instagram where it is so much easier for people to get distracted and what happens as well is that when you create an email list you can start to see what are the things that are actually really resonating with people what are you know the the email titles or headlines that really are you know captivating people what are people clicking on what are people clicking on within the email itself you know what are they interested to learn more about and there is a whole science to that which maybe I'll go into in another episode but for now I really wanted to, you know, seed this idea with you and give you this encouragement that if you haven't yet started an email list or if you have left your email list to sort of dwindle by the wayside to really re-engage it and make this coming year the year that you really start to put time and effort into it because it is definitely something that has really helped my own business grow. So for those of you who are thinking, but what on earth do I share if I have an email list? So one of the things that I would say is what works really well for me is to really plan ahead and create, you know, categories of topics or themes or ideas that you're going to share. So you're not coming to a Google doc, you know, and you're not just seeing that flicking cursor, but you have a bit of a sense of, you know, these are the topics that I'm going to discuss. Maybe you're going to rotate through them. And, um, you know, that could be a strategy. It really depends on who you are as a person. There are several people in business who have um, more of a storytelling format within their emails. So it is less about product and it's more about creating that storytelling framework. I mean, even I've noticed within Flamingo Estate, that is the way that he writes. He's sort of talking about my friend, the chef, she came to visit and, you know, she grabbed these ingredients and, you know, we knew each other from such and such a time. And, you know, he's really sharing a story and it's very engaging in that way. But, you know, if that is not your thing, one of the easiest things that you can do is to actually just share what you're already doing. If you are working as an interior designer, if you are working and have got a product-based business or you've got an Airbnb, then to share what you're already doing, you know, really resetting your spaces, um, connecting with guests, reading testimonials, you know, all of these things and reviews, um, share what you're already doing is one of the easiest ways. But just here are some quick ideas for you. So obviously, if you've got a product-based business, you can share new releases. You can share when something is back in stock. You can share the stories behind the creators and makers of your products. You can share um, examples of like home tours. We do this with Imprint House or homes um, where your products are featured. So there are some ideas for you. If you've got a service-based business, you can share new projects that you're working on. You can share behind the scenes of creating maybe your color or material palette or you know, putting together, um, even, you know, you could screen record you creating something on a computer program. You can share inspirational images or you can share your knowledge and your expertise, you know, to build that, that trust factor with potential clients. So now you might be thinking, okay, all right, I'm, I'm going to try this. So how do I get started? Well, if you haven't done anything yet, if you don't have an email list, then it is really easy and inexpensive to get started 
I got started with MailChimp at the time. It had a free option and I think most of them do. Most of them have a free option up until a certain number of people that is on your email list. So that MailChimp is a really good way to get started. I now use ConvertKit because it is um, much more sophisticated in terms of tagging, which means that I can send emails, for instance, to people who are in my courses and only send it to those people. So I can tag them within our business in Print House. We use Clavio. Um, that someone on our team, she convinced us, she said, we've got to use it for um, an e-commerce business because she felt that it was much easier to track conversions for a product-based business. And um, we're currently looking at Flowdesk. I'm not sure if it's got the same functionality of tagging. And so that's what we're exploring. But um, you can create really beautiful emails within Flowdesk, which of course is important if you are a creative service provider. So um, as I said, one of the easiest ways um, to get started is to share what you're already doing. And I wanted to share this quote with you from Seth Godin, who um, is bit of, a bit of an icon in the marketing world. And he said, people don't buy goods and services. They buy relations, stories, and magic. And I think that it's a really good reminder both to myself and to anyone who is looking to create those connections with your community that, you know, people aren't buying your goods or your services. They are buying, I would add, you know, they're buying a solution to a problem, but they're also buying connection. You know, they want to, you know, they can buy something from anywhere. So the reason they're going to buy it from you is they have that connection with you. So just to quickly recap, some of the big things that I would say to you is that really you don't want to be relying on Instagram. Secondly, to really make sure that you've got a space where you can create connection on your own terms with your audience. And thirdly, that you want to have a space that also enables you to continue the journey with your audience and potential customers. And I truly believe that your email list is one of the best ways to do this. So I would love to hear from you if you found this episode helpful. This is episode 160. Um, please put um, a little comment in the review section or you can send me a DM on Instagram. Share it with someone who you know who has been maybe struggling to get their email list off the ground and maybe needs a little bit of encouragement. Um, I hope that you found this invaluable and the encouragement that you need and uh, wherever you are on your journey to creating a creative business that you love. All right. Thanks everyone for joining me and I will connect with you again soon. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.